presented by Business Roundtable. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Tuesday, October 17th. Capitol Hill is on the cusp of a Freedom Caucus takeover of the Speaker's gavel this morning. But first, some news from last night. President Joe Biden will be heading to Tel Aviv today to meet with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu following Hamas's deadly terrorist attack on the Jewish nation. The rare wartime visit comes as Israel is engaged in a counteroffensive, and that ground invasion will actually not stop as Biden visits Israel. That's according to National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, who briefed reporters last night. Kirby did reiterate that Biden wouldn't be going if his safety wasn't guaranteed. This trip isn't too surprising given Biden's move to reaffirm the U.S. support of Israel. He's also expected to discuss how the U.S. can help Israel defend itself, as well as talk about how they can conduct their counterattack in a way that minimizes civilian casualties in Gaza. And now back to Capitol Hill. Yesterday, we have to say the cascade of caving was truly something to behold. It all started with House Armed Services Chairman Mike Rogers, who frankly shocked Capitol Hill reporters like myself and even his own colleagues when he suddenly announced that he would support Jim Jordan. Now, as far as we knew, the Alabama Republican was actually part of the detractors who said that they would not back Jordan as recently as last week, and we had sort of expected him to join with other defense hawks and appropriators to form this firewall to keep Jordan from the gavel. And then Jordan flipped an even bigger fish yesterday morning. Ann Wagner, who just last week accused Jordan of basically sabotaging her friend Steve Scalise's speakership bid and said, quote, hell no, she wouldn't support the House Judiciary Chairman for Speaker. Well, she's flipped. So too did Ken Calvert and Vern Buchanan and Drew Ferguson. These were all Jordan skeptics that we had been watching closely. And as we write in Playbook this morning, we can't really believe we're saying this, but it looks like Washington is really on the cusp of a future Speaker Jordan. Jordan allies are bullish that if their guy can't get the 270 votes he needs on the first ballot today, which will happen at noon, that he's going to get there eventually. And they sure as hell predict that he's going to do that before the 15th ballot, which is how long it took McCarthy to get the gavel. We should caution this morning that Jordan still has serious work to do, and he didn't have the votes as of last night. Carlos Jimenez and Mike Lawler are saying they're going to back Kevin McCarthy for the job. Mario Diaz-Balart and Mike Kelly are going to be voting for Steve Scalise on the floor, and Kelly even drafted a resolution to give acting Speaker Patrick McHenry full authority of the speakership during this power vacuum. And then we have people like John Rutherford, Don Bacon, and Ken Buck, who all say they're either a hard no or a lean no right now. Plus, some Republicans are really bristling at this intense pressure campaign they're facing from Jordan lovers across the nation. And even Fox News host Sean Hannity called them, quote, sensitive little snowflakes last night on his show. It is possible, of course, that this could harden Jordan's opposition. Still, Jordan allies seem to think they've got this. And to be sure, most of the Republicans I talked to yesterday, including, by the way, Jordan critics, told me that privately they think he's going to get there and that by tonight, Jordan will be the next Speaker of the House. We can't underscore enough how much Jordan's ascension into the speakership would mark a significant shift for Washington. It would be the culmination of a nearly decade-long power grab by the right in an unprecedented expansion of MAGA world's footprint in the Beltway. 
Just a decade ago, Jordan had helped organize a band of misfit conservatives into the Freedom Caucus, and together they sort of used their votes to push Republican leaders to the right. Then they set their sights higher and higher, seeking plush committee posts next, then chairmanships, and now, for the first time, they are a whisper away from the speakership itself. The dynamic is frankly remarkable. If Jordan wins this, conservatives would have effectively taken the gavel hostage and refused to give it to anyone except a man they call one of their own. And despite years of moderates and a lot of Republicans actually bitching about this privately, trust us, we've heard from them for more than a decade, many longtime Jordan critics are actually falling in line. This is also going to be a big boon for Donald Trump. Jordan, even more so than McCarthy, is somebody who has embraced the former president's desires and tactics. I'm recalling back before January 6th, McCarthy actually initially hesitated, for example, on objecting to Joe Biden's victory when the Electoral College was taken up in Congress. Jordan, on the other hand, he was actually a ringleader behind this. So what would a Speaker Jordan mean for this town? We would say this morning that it's kind of difficult to imagine the House moving appropriations bills without defunding the Justice Department's probes of Trump, without zeroing out various Biden cabinet officials' salaries. We can't imagine that there would be a Speaker Jordan without a full impeachment vote of Joe Biden at some point this fall. And it's hard to see how Jordan would be in this job without some sort of shutdown fight over the border wall. And things are going to get really interesting. He has virtually no relationship with Democrats or even fellow leaders that he's going to be negotiating with on a regular basis. In addition to trying to impeach Biden and questioning his 2020 victory, he's pummeled Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell as basically a rhino, if not worse. He doesn't have any sort of relationship with Hakeem Jeffries, as far as we can tell. So that's going to make for a really interesting negotiating table, to be frank. A quick final note about Democrats and all this. Democrats are positively salivating right now over the idea of a possible Speaker Jordan. They are eager to tie Jordan to vulnerable Republicans and think they can use this to try to flip the House. Yesterday, operatives were circulating links to the Ohio State University sex scandal that embroiled Jordan a few years ago. They're passing around overviews of his record opposing abortion rights and pushing entitlement reform and over at the DCCC. The party's campaign arm is already blasting Republicans from swing districts, calling them, quote, spineless and accusing them of kowtowing to a Trump-endorsed extremist. As one political campaign texted me last night, Jordan would be, quote, bad for the country, but pretty good for 2020 election results. That is, if he would abide by those election results. Brumch. I also caught up with Dan Kildee, a Michigan Democrat in the hall yesterday, and he quipped to me that... There's probably only one Republican who could be worse for Republicans, George Santos. But political upshot or not, Democrats are going to have to work with this guy if he wins the gavel today. And if they thought Kevin McCarthy was bad or hard to deal with, well, they have another thing coming. As for the rest of your schedule today, beyond the House chaos and Biden heading to Israel, the Senate is going to be in, they'll be doing their lunches, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more talk about aid to Israel and what sort of legislation needs to pass Congress. Of course, this is going to be difficult if the House doesn't elect a speaker today or anytime soon. Congress can't move any assistance to Israel if the House is still paralyzed. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. We'll see you up on the Hill. America's status as the global leader in innovation is at risk. 
Key tax incentives for investment in the U.S. are being phased out, while other countries double down on domestic investment. Unless Congress fully reverses these tax increases on U.S. job creators, American businesses and workers will be at a competitive disadvantage. Congress, it's time to support American jobs and innovation. Restore essential business tax incentives. Learn more at brt.org.